Has it been a while since you've had an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or even a handcrafted cocktail? Well, if so, the Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. On the weekends, they have the Damn Smoke, which features barbecue and fantastic steaks. In addition to those, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be by boat or by wheels, the Damn Lanny is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester, Indiana. of your golf glove not being comfortable and durable are you tired of going through way too many golf gloves a year well folks the secret is out with circle 15 golf circle 15 golf is a brand focused on bringing two quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like you and me it's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the genesis glove the most durable and comfortable glove available in the patented glove hub the first and only glove humidor on the market Find them and more details at circle15golf.com. And folks, just listen to that Velcro snap from the Genesis. Don't take my word for it. Go get one yourself and see why it is the most durable, comfortable glove on the market today. And get yourself a glove hub, ball marker, divot repair tool, Circle 15 hat while you're at it. Circle15golf.com. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Are you looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting? Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company and give them a call today at 574-210-3815 or email Barbara Von Weinsberg at barbara.vanweinsberg at proforma.com. Trust me, folks, I've been working with this company for a while. They got great products. Anything you need for your trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they got it. Any promotional products you can think of, great quality, great customer service, Give them a call today. You won't be disappointed. 574-210-3815. The J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. The Word Association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Key LLC are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give them a call today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, 
on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click TNJ Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tannen J-Man Show. It's Monday night. You know what that means. Another episode of the Tannen J-Man Show, episode 231 to be exact. I'm Tanner Lee along with my co-host Josh the J-Man Month. J-Man, what's going on on this chilly April evening? How pathetic is it that we have snow, accumulating snow, in the forecast for April 20th tomorrow night? Not a fan. A couple inches of snow. It's going to break records. Shatter records. Shatter records. Thought we were over this. It was was a top 15 warmest march on record, so we knew it was too good to be true. And here it is, April 20th, getting snow. It's like we live in Denver or something. 80 degrees one day, the next day it's like 17. They're getting 12 inches of snow. I mean, Indiana weather's bipolar. We all know that. Midwest but, uh, weather. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is a little ridiculous. I mean, I, I probably should have gone out and tried to mow sometime uh, <laughs> today or yesterday, but I also knew snow was coming, so uh-huh. I'm like, eh. Instead of you're going to have to... You do the mowing thing, you trade it in for the snowblower, you do the snowblower, <laughs> then you're back to the mowing thing next week. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's the worst. Besides that, how are you doing? Pretty good. Not Pretty too good. shabby. It's a Monday. You know how Mondays are. Baseball teams aren't playing very good. Ah, yeah. Baseball team stinks. <laughs> Mine's not good right now either. Embarrassing. Getting booed out of the ballpark. Speaking of baseball, birdie bogey this week. Clayton Kershaw through six scoreless innings for the 72nd time in his career, which is the fourth most by any pitcher over the last 40 seasons. Who has the most? Good question. What pitcher has the most over the past 40 seasons games where he has thrown six scoreless innings? That's a good question. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your veggies. So they had an announcement on their Facebook page today. So we know snow is on the way in a juicy Buttery sweet corn cob just off the grill on a hot July day just probably seems uh, intangible right now. Uh, but open ro- enrollment for our prime season CSA membership is going on now and will be closed on May 2nd or until all spots have been filled. Yes, that juicy buttery sweet corn will be included when it's in season. Grill is not included. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> If you would have told me five years ago that I'd be talking about juicy, buttery, sweet corn live on television, I would have punched you right in the nose. <laughs> you like sweet corn. Love so, sweet I corn. I mean, you would have been uh, pretty excited, I would think. Yeah. Didn't think I'd be talking about it on uh, television, though. Yes. You know what? I'm okay with it. If I would have told you when we, we began this back in November 2016 that we'd be live on television, you would have probably punched me in the nose. I kind of just want to punch you in the nose, to be honest. Please don't. <laughs> Get your reggies. 
Well, let's get into some baseball talk. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> he says. Um, yeah, neither of our teams are playing very well. That's um, putting it really nicely. Putting it mildly. We had an incident there at uh, Old Yankee Stadium a few days ago where the frustrated fans were throwing baseballs on the field. <laughs> Team's awful. Um, last night, the Cubs were throwing baseballs out of the park. Uh, four <laughs> first, home runs in the first inning. Uh, Kyle Hendricks gave up, which is the most... Um, in the first inning, I think, ever in Cubs history. Yep. Um, it's probably one of the most in an inning by a Cubs pitcher, uh, which is just weird because Kyle Hendricks has had some first inning issues in his career, but overall he's one of the better pitchers in the game, especially at home. He has the third best home ERA of any pitchers in baseball over the past seven years since he's been in the league. Um, offense last week we talked about was the uh, problem. Offense really broke out in a huge way on Saturday, scoring 13 runs uh, where they were dead last in uh, on-base plus slugging. Now they're all the way up to 23rd. Woohoo! Uh, but now they have the third worst ERA in the entire league. Um, it's not going well there in old Chi-Town right now. Hashtag Fire Ross. He'll, he'll be the scapegoat because um, – Old Tom Ricketts is worthless, and we've known this forever. Uh, but old Tommy Ricketts is worthless. He uh, refuses to give any of these guys contract extensions. Anthony Rizzo, they talked about it all night on Sunday Night Baseball. Stop giving the Cubs Sunday Night Baseball. I think they've reached a point where they're mediocre enough where they shouldn't be on Sunday Night. Do these, how, how far in advance do they schedule those? I think... <sighs> a week or two or is it no is it it's, way it's preseason oh. um where they usually do the schedule for like half the year and then they kind of do like what football does where they do it like the week before or two weeks before they announce um but a rod seems sad for what reason we don't know well, I mean, him and J-Lo did break up, so... Um, yeah, he seems sad, uh, which I don't blame him, No, <laughs> to be honest. No, can't blame the guy. Um, he is a guy that should not be doing color commentary. He's a really good, like, um, like studio guy. Mm-hmm. He should not be in the booth. Of course, they weren't in the booth last night anyway. Um, he, he had a quote last night. Cubs were down 7-3. to three. He, he goes, Cubs have them right where they want them. This feels like a one nothing or 2 nothing ball game right now. Wind's blowing out. Cubs have them right where they want them. Next thing you know, Cubs are down 10 runs. Um, this guy knows nothing. Matt Vaskersian's not very good either. I've never been a huge fan of Buster Olney. But Buster Olney was talking last night how he thinks Anthony Rizzo's going to hit the open market as far as the free agent's concerned um, next offseason. If Tom Ricketts lets that happen, we should burn his house down. It's a little too far. Yeah, a little too far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but no. Um, if they let that happen, sell the team. He is your captain. He's a guy who's going to – he should have his number retired um, at the end of his career. He does everything for the franchise. He's a good dude. I don't know if you watched much of the game last night, but did you see him mic'd up? the first two up? innings. That was it. But I did um, see him mic'd up. He's mic'd he up. tagged Freddie Freeman. Yeah, had so a to run down. fun little moment with Freddie Freeman. Frederick. Um, Frederick. Um, Chris Bryant, also a free agent. He has is having a great start to the year, which is huge, huge for them. He is um, – I'll go look up his numbers right now. What's that cash? 
he wants that cash. And uh, this helps the Cubs out, unfortunately, because I don't really want anyone to help them out. Um, he is 12th in baseball and slugging percentage, tied for 6th in wins above replacement, and he's tied for 6th in home runs in Major League Baseball. His, I would say his... Uh, trade status right now is off the charts. I think they can get whatever they want for him. Um, it was smart they held on to him because he obviously didn't have a good year last year. But I think they keep struggling the way they've been struggling. That His name will start chatter there um, come mid-May, I would say. Um, and one of my bold predictions we talked about last week was that he would be traded by the All-Star break. Or I don't know if it was the All-Star break, but at least the trade deadline. Um, I think that's uh, very... High probability of happening at this point. Um, I think Tom Ricketts just wants to tear the roster down, line his pockets with money. Um, he's the greediest owner in sports. I wish he would have never bought the franchise. Won a World Series, awesome. Um, you made so much money, and now you just refuse to have a good team out there. It's like when the Tribune owned them. They just would have these terrible rosters, but yet people would show up, and uh, they just... Uh, be flush with cash. People would be showing up still today if they could. Yeah, they're having. Uh, well, they limited, have limited ten thousand. Um, but yeah, there's no way Tom Ricketts lost that much money last year. Let's be honest. I'm sick of it. Do you see it turning around sometime soon? I mean, the division's weak enough. <sighs> division's they're awful. They're still got to be competitive in it. I think throughout. the Brewers are the best team in the division. Christian Yelich is hurt right now, but it sounds like he's only going to be maybe a week or two before he's back. I think they have the top two pitchers in the division, and Brandon Woodruff, and um, yeah, his name's escaping me um, for the Brewers. Um, I do not remember his name. Um, he's just dominated the Cubs uh, this year. Um, his name is, let's see, it's going to make me mad when I see it. I have no idea, so I'm letting you look it up. Corbin Burns, who's arguably been the best pitcher in baseball this year. He's thrown 18 innings, only given up four hits, walked zero, and struck out 30. Um, he's probably your odds on favorite to win the Cy Young at this point. Uh, but, I mean, then they have the top two bullpen guys. Uh, duo in baseball, Josh Hader and Devin Williams. I think the Brewers are great. Reds are sitting there at 9-6. and six. I think they're okay. I don't know if they're the best team in the division. Um, Cubs are dead last right now, though. They're three games behind the Cincinnati Reds. Pirates are kind of shocking so far. They've uh, they've really done okay against the Cubs, uh, <laughs> Brewers, and Padres so far, which is shocking. You know, you look at the rosters around the league, and in particular in the National League, and you look at the Pirates and the Rockies roster, it's like they're fielding AAA teams out there, especially Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's doing a lot better than I thought yeah. they would. Now, it's early. Which oh, we, yeah. We, we can say these, this April. for teams um, that were supposed to be good, like the Yankees. It's early. They'll find it. Um, for a team like the Pirates, who are sitting there better than we expected just 16 games in, I still don't see them winning no. more than 55 or 60 games. Uh, but, hey, they're playing hard right now. Good for them. Um, yeah, you just you look at all the divisions, and every team's like right, right in it yeah. so far. Of course, only sixteen games, except the Colorado Rockies. They're awful, sitting uh, nine games out. They'll there. be a sixty, sixty-five game win team. Yeah, they might, they might end up being worse than the. They're going to be bad, man. Um, which that uh, yeah to themselves. Yeah, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks are sitting seven games out now. A lot of that has to do with the Dodgers being thirteen yeah. and three. They're good. Um, They're real good. Uh, best team in baseball. I can't imagine any team beats mm-hmm. them again, which is unfortunate. 
That pitching staff's just loaded. The offense is loaded. That city's had enough yeah, sports success lately. Absolutely. Um, Even their college basketball team. Yeah, out of nowhere. Makes they, final sh- four. they probably shouldn't even been in the tournament and they go to the yeah. Final Four. Um, maybe the best rivalry in sports right now is the Dodgers-Padres, though. I don't know if you caught any of that series over the weekend. No, I watched I a little bit of it. Had next inning game. I think that was Friday night where uh, Mookie Betts made a diving catch. With two outs in the ninth, it would have tied the game for the Padres. Um, and then Padres ended up finding a way to win one yesterday. Um, but, again, I think those are probably the top two teams in baseball. And they're in the same division. They're in the same division. Um, Giants right now are 9-6, and six, only three and a half games out. I think they'll uh, fall off. The Oakland Athletics started the season 1-7. and seven. They've now won eight straight ball games. Now they're nine and seven. How you get back in it? Um, the Seattle Mariners, who are not supposed to be good, are ten and six. Did this a few years ago, where they had the yeah, best record yeah. in baseball, middle of April, and then ended up picking like second in the draft. Um, Boston Red Sox are playing well. They're ten and six. Yeah. Kansas City Royals nine and five. That brings me to the Yankees. Red Sox did lose two yesterday to the White Sox. They did, and then they bounced back today and won. Why was that game so early? Today? That was on at eleven thirty this morning. Man, getaway day? I don't know. It, it was literally bottom of the first at like 11.45 this morning. I wonder if it was a It was 6-1 to one already. Uh, the Red Sox scored six runs in the first inning. Man, those two Chicago teams yeah. love giving up six runs in the first, don't they? Mm-hmm. I don't know why that game is on so yeah. early. Oh, was it? Um, I was asking you. I have no idea. I just saw the score. I'm like, I, think, I think they always did it because the Boston Marathon maybe? Ah, uh, yeah. They, they always played real yeah. early. For the yeah. had something with the Boston Marathon, yeah, because the on this day today has a lot called. of Boston yeah. Marathon. Yeah, um, but the Yankees, good, good poll, Jay, man, good poll. Sitting there, if, I f- I forget what they call it though. There's something, it's something day that they have every year in Boston, um, which is why they play real early on a Monday. Uh, but the Yankees, as we said, five and nine. Um, they're getting okay pitch at the bullpen, especially. The Garrett ro- Cole's been fine. The rotation's been awful outside of Garrett mm-hmm. Cole. Uh, bullpen's looked great so far. They're just not hitting. Not hitting. Three errors Friday night killed them. Um, yeah, just terrible. Top to bottom right now. It's just They are uh, 14th in the American League in batting average. Team batting average, they're hitting 210. They have a 296 team on base percentage, which is 11th. They have a 346 team slugging percentage, which is 14th in the American League. Um, they're not hitting homers. They're 10th out of 15 teams in homers. They're... 14th in runs. They're just they're just not hitting right now, and that team's just way too talented to yep. not hit. Um, Aaron Aaron Judge has probably been there. He's definitely been their best hitter so far. He has uh, he has four home runs. He's, Giancarlo's got three. Uh, Giancarlo's hitting 176 though. Aaron mm-hmm. Hicks is 160. Clint Frazier 167. Glaber Torres 196. Uh, Gary Sanchez, eh, he's doing what he usually does, hitting about 237. Jay Bruce, who retired yesterday, yeah. uh, hit 118 in his uh, stay. DJ LeMay, he's hitting, which he always will. He's just not slugging much. Um, I don't I don't really know what's wrong with their offense. Yeah, Cashman had a call today, which people were speculating when it was announced he was going to have a 1 o'clock call. It's like, what could this be about? You know, it's, it's an off day today, blah, blah, blah. It was just pretty much... He said they're not going to panic right now. Right, and it's too way early, too early. Blah 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 blah. Way too early. But it was to funny panic. seeing Twitter run with that, and mm-hmm. oh, could Boone be fired already? It's like, come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, it seems like Boone, for whatever reason, um, I don't know if the fans really like him. It's not clicking. They're kind of pushing him out, which yep. is 
um, asinine to me. Same thing happened with Girardi towards the yeah, end. Exactly, because he hasn't won a Tory towards the end. Yeah, like, which is insane because yeah. Tory was great, one of the greatest managers yeah. ever. I mean, Boone won a hundred games in two thousand eighteen, hundred eight three, hundred and three in two thousand nineteen. Um, they haven't had the postseason success. They've gotten to the ALCS I almost they Haven't every got year. the World Series since 09 when um, they won it over to Phillies. But again, it's kind yep. of – they have these expectations kind of yeah. like we talk about in college sports where, man, they won forever, and now their expectations are right. through the roof, and you can never meet them. No. Nope. Because it's just impossible to have this string of success in baseball where you're winning World Series every single year like yep. they did in the 90s. Um I mean, we haven't had a back-to-back World Series champ since the New York Yankees. You're right. Um, and that was 99 through, or it was 98 through 2000. Yep, three in a row. And then lost um, the fourth against the Diamondbacks. People need to temper their expectations. They're 5-10. and 10, Not good, you know. A lot of season 15 left. games through. But they have 147 games yep. left. I think at the end of the year we'll be sitting here and Yankees are 95-67 and 67 or right, something like but. that. Um. Don't panic, especially with a team as talented as the Yankees. I do think they need to get their rotation figured out because yeah. it has not been good. 100% time to panic if you're a Cubs fan, though, because <laughs> they're just not good to begin with. Um, they are who we thought they were, essentially. I mean, we let them off the hook. We let them off the hook. They're dead last in batting average in uh, the National League, hitting 192. They're second to last in on base percentage, 285. 379 slugging percentage. That was helped by a six homer game on Saturday. Um, that really boosted Yeah, they up. scored more runs yeah. in one game they practically had all season. Yeah, they almost doubled their output. I mean, they have 51 runs scored on the year, and they scored 13 of them in one game. Uh, they're third in the National League in home runs, but again, hitting six of them uh, two days ago really helps that number. They're just not a good offensive ball club. Jock Peterson, who was their kind of prized free agent acquisition, who had this unbelievable spring, led baseball in homers. He's sitting here seven for forty-seven, <laughs> hitting one forty-nine. Their their outfield's just been abysmal. Ian Happ has a five forty OPS. That's Jock J- Peterson five thirty-six. Jason Hayward five fifty-four. Embarrassing. That's J Man Junior. stats. seven forty-seven. Yeah. That is almost identical. <laughs> <laughs> Barely any strikeouts though. Barely any strikers. And Jack Pearson is striking out about every yeah. at-bat. Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo, and Chris Bryant are really the only three that are really hitting. Javier Baez, there was a report that he turned down $180 million contract uh, before 2020. Since then, he's hitting about 207. This year, he's struck out 27 times and only walked once in 60 plate appearances. Um, he's just he's putting together so many non-competitive at bats, which is it's concerning. He's missing fastballs that he'd usually hit 450 feet. Um, his bats slower than it was. I think he's really on the decline at 28 years old. It's sad to say. Um, now he's a free agent. I don't think he's going to get remotely near where he wants um, as far as money goes. Uh, there's some pretty good free agent shortstops out there. Trevor Story's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francisco Lindor was going to be one, but he signed that massive deal with the Mets. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Cubs just aren't hitting. They're not pitching. They have a team ERA near five. Zach Davies, who they got for you, Darvish, has been one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball so far. Mets come to town this week, right? Yeah, Mets come to town, and Cubs uh, face old Jacob DeGrom one of these nights. Uh, so we yeah, might be but, talking but, about another no-hitter yeah, in when, Chicago. It could be, but when DeGrom's on the bump, you got to score about three and you win the game. I saw the Mets don't back him up with runs. An insane. 
insane Jacob deGrom stat, and I hope I favorited it on Twitter. He has the um, – his team – I did not – They don't score runs crap. for him. He – when he starts over the past three years, his team has the most losses in baseball. Yep. And he is, he is the best pitcher in baseball. When he's pitched, his team has lost 40 times over the past three seasons. And in those three seasons, his ERA's got to be less than two. Yeah, if you're a Barstool sports fan, just uh, listen to Frank Fleming, and he'll let you know about uh, the Mets' struggles. Dude's the best pitcher in the entire league, one of the best of this era, and his team just not does not score him. Runs and when they do, his bullpen comes in and blows it every single year. We have any Facebook comments since we're Um, we're talking Cubs and baseball? Thaddeus Mooney has said, Knicks are back. What did it cost the Yankees? (laughs) He's a Red Sox fan, he's happy to type that out. That was a good one. There was speculation today by uh, Woj, even though Zion Williamson's only in his second year, that he will be a Nick when he. Comes up on free agency in a couple of years. Did you hear him talking about yes. uh, how much he loved? He's a guy who doesn't talk much, and when he does, it's very calculated and planned out. He so. said, besides yeah, New, Orleans. New Orleans, my favorite place to play is New York. Which we've seen a lot of people say that over the years. LeBron, it's the basketball mecca. Kobe, yeah. I mean, it's the most legendary arena maybe in Just the, most famous, the world. Yeah, arena in the world. Um, one of the greatest basketball cities it in the world. It is pretty cool. Yeah, you've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know why he wouldn't say that. Yeah. But everyone draws these conclusions. and But the Knicks, they're over. They're four games over five hundred for the first time since 2014. They are sitting there with the sixth seed yeah. in the uh, Eastern Conference right now. Looking at it, could you tell me who's uh, leading the West? Leading the West right now. Hmm. Phoenix? The Utah Jazz wow. are 42-15. and 15. Phoenix is second, 40-16. That's crazy to me. Um, the Clippers are third, 40-19. Mm-hmm. Remember when everyone was like, oh, the Nuggets stink. 36-20. and 20. They have the four seed. But Jamal Murray blew out his ACL, so they're done. Ah, that's Last not week, good they're done. At all. Lakers Because I, I honestly think with Murray, they had a chance to make the finals. Yeah. Now it's going to be so difficult. I did not see that he blew out And that league. doesn't even just affect this year. That affects next year, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jokic should be MVP. Book it? He should. I have not. The, I, the NBA is so messed up, though. He's been amazing this year, and, and, and he's been healthy. Everybody else is getting hurt. 26.1 points per game, 11 rebounds, 8.8 assists, um, shooting 42% I mean, from three. That's an MVP right there, yeah, folks. But Yeah, Jamal Murray, huge loss. He's mm-hmm. averaging over 20 a game. Yep. Um, you know, they made the trade for Aaron Gordon. Um, traded Gary Harris to Orlando for Aaron Gordon. And then, um, so they got to hope him and Michael Porter Jr. can mm-hmm. come through, but still, they still don't make up for Murray's absence. Portland's sitting there at sixth. Dallas, That's a dangerous sixth seed. Yeah, Dallas seventh, uh, Memphis eighth, and right there are the Warriors and Spurs. And- Warriors, man. Crazy. But no Clay Thompson. So. No Clay Thompson, although Steph Curry's been on an unbelievable role. Um, he sh- he has what? I think he's made over 53s over the past eight games. I think games, if Steph like kept his talents and was 6'7", he might be the greatest basketball player to ever. ever played. Yeah, I agree. 
In the East, we have Philadelphia's leading it, then we have Brooklyn. Um, they're if, the kind of the sexy pick to win the whole thing. If, if, they're, if they're guys can stay healthy, Durant's mm-hmm. kind of banged up. Harden's been banged up. Uh, Kyrie, but yeah, I mean, they have so much talent. I mean, Blake Griffin comes off the bench yeah. for them. They had uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. They traded yep. for him, and um, I don't know if they traded for him. He, might have, he was released. Yes, and then he, he was. Uh, but then he abruptly retired after one of their games last week. He had a real bad health scare with a, an irregular yep. heartbeat. Did the right thing for his family. Um, absolutely. Um, then we have Milwaukee at third. Atlanta's fourth. That's the one surprise in the league. that. Boston fifth. Knicks sixth. Uh, my Miami Heat is seventh. Um, <laughs> Charlotte, uh, are they the Hornets, Hornets or Bobcats? Yeah, Hornets. Um, man, I dated myself there. <laughs> I haven't been the Bobcats in years. About four years. Yeah. Uh, they're eight seed. Uh, Indiana Pacers are two games back of that eight seed right now. Um, what do they need to do? Tank. Absolutely. They I'll never have. They never I, – I shouldn't say never will, but they never have – I saw a good tweet I sent to our friends group me, and it's always like they have one foot in the door, one foot out. Yeah. Good enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to make a run. Good enough for the bottom line. Not attractive for the big free agents. If you're a... I mean, their um, highest draft pick they've had in the last 30 years is ninth. That was Paul George. I, I was just about to ask, when's the last time they picked in the lottery? Yeah, was, Paul George was ninth. you got to go back to the 80s. To get a, they had a third overall pick, I believe, in the '80s one time. Hmm. They're stuck in this mediocre cycle. Yep. And I've said it for years: if you're in the NBA, you either need to go have a, you know, a super team like LeBron and spending spree has done. Um, yep. Or you need to just be awful for yep. a few years. You're right. There's no in between because if you're nope. if you're a mediocre team, if you're a six seed, when's the last time a six seed's been to the NBA Finals? I don't recall. No. It's either usually a top four seed, um, and it's rarely outside of those top two seeds yeah, to uh, yeah. um, team make the finals. You know, I've barely watched them this year because we don't get their games up here. Uh, and even Indianapolis has had a tough time watching them because there's been contract issues with the carrier and whatnot. But uh, from the little I've seen, they're not fun to watch. And Miles Turner has an injury right now as well. He has plantar fasciitis. Sabonis brings it every night. But um, their guard play is poor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon's pretty good. Um, Karis LeVert, he's okay. Yeah, he's he's, he's uh, he had that health scare. So TJ Warren's um, his injury mm-hmm. um, has probably hurt them sure. more than you would think. Because like, he averaged twenty points a game. Even last with year. all those guys healthy next year, I don't see him that being that great of a team. No. Remember uh, how scorched earth T.J. Warren went in, <laughs> in the, the bubble in the in the bubble yeah, last year? Ridiculous! Uh, he had a fifty-point game. He had. I just don't know, man. They're just not. They're not fun to root for. Yeah, they need tank. Um, I want the Sonics back. <laughs> <laughs> if if Seattle gets a team back, I will. Oh, it's it's my I'll, team. I'll yep. be a Seattle fan yep. with you. Um, the Bulls are sitting there bad as usual, even yeah. after making these trades. For yeah. Nikola Pretty much their whole roster was turned over at the deadline. Probably needed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> New front office. I think, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, nor am I going to attempt to pronounce Smart. his name. Um, I think he has an actual plan where Gar Foreman and John Paxson <laughs> had no plan at all um, over the past 20 years or so. Um, but, yeah. Chicago I, front offices, man. Ooh. None of them are real good at this stage. Even the Blackhawks. Ooh. Yeah. 
Weren't the Blackhawks winning the uh, West at one point this year? I don't think so. Early? Uh, maybe like a game. They're <laughs> <laughs> not good. Um, I don't even see them on here. <laughs> They're not good, I'm telling you. I know the Avalanche are winning the West for a fact. They're, they got the best record in the league. Yeah, they're 39 and... They're on 30, fire right now. 39 and 4. I don't know what the 4 stands for. How do I not see Chicago on here? Let me get on my phone real fast. I'm sure they're on here. Oh, there they are. Now they're middle of the pack in the central. They're over 500, at least. Yeah, but... Yeah, but you were talking before... We went on air. Uh, the playoff format's a little different for the NBA this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot Mark of Cuban hates. Yeah, a lot of uh, yeah. The um, Mavericks are really the one kind of complaining about them more than most. They don't have to worry about it right now. Uh, they're doing a play-in um, sort of tournament to get in um, at the conclusion of the regular season, but before the first round of the playoffs, the team with the seventh highest winning percentage in each conference will host the team with the eighth highest win percentage in a play-in game. Uh, the winner of the seven-eight game in each conference will earn the number seven seed. Then the team with the ninth highest winning percentage in each conference will host the team with the tenth highest winning percentage in the nine-ten game. That'd be Pacers Bulls right now in the East. Are the Bulls tenth? No, oh, I thought um, they were tenth. Sorry, Toronto. Okay, tenth. never mind. Uh, the loser of the seven-eight game will host the winner of the nine-ten game in a playoff game in a playing game, and the winner of that game in each conference will win the number eight seed. Um, this will be played May eighteenth through the twenty-first. You know, I'm fine with it. It's different. It gets those fan bases involved, I guess, more than they would be. Yeah, um, they're trying something different, which I is kind of no nice. Because really, there's really no difference between a seven seed or a ten no. seed at this point. No. They're all the same. Usually, it's just based on a couple games, right? Um, it will be played May 18th through the 21st. Um, and we're almost yeah, we're a month away from NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs usually, usually would be, would be right going now, yeah. about right now, except yeah. uh, the past couple of years. Uh, but yeah, that's uh it's the first time we've talked NBA in a long time. It is. That's when you know we're uh, scraping at the bottom of the barrel yep. for topics. Got anything else? NBA-related? I do not. Not N- this week. NFL drafts next week. Yeah, NFL drafts next Thursday. So next Monday will be my third and final mock draft. I'm nervous. Nervous for the mock draft? Nervous for my third mock draft. I want right. to do well. I, got, I did so well last year. I think we're going to see more trades than we I have. I do, too. I don't think past. I stand a chance. You know, last year I got 11. I, I believe it was 11 out of the first 12, right, or something like that. I don't think I'm going to do that good this year. Um, that was the most insane thing I have ever seen in my entire life. It's pure luck. But no one I ever does it. that. No, I love good, it. Good, except you. Um, especially, we've already had so many trades. I know, been, yeah. I've, I've never seen this many trades uh, before the draft ever. I mean, Dolphins are a team they traded from the third pick to the 12th pick. They picked up yep. two extra first-round picks and a third-rounder. Then they traded up to the sixth spot um, where they had to give up one of their first-rounders. Um, and now they're talking about they could potentially move back again. Um, and I know we're going to talk a lot about the draft next Monday. And I'm going to do something live on the Tan and J-Man show, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and everything during the draft next Thursday. Not sure what, but I'm going to do something. Um, so we're, we're going to talk a lot about the draft next Monday, but I want to know right now, what do you want the Dolphins to do right now at six? 
somebody who can catch the ball. Wide receiver or tight end. Yes. So that would narrow it down to three guys that I think at least one of the four guys, really, that will be um, there, which is Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, or Jalen Waddle. Yep. Um, my favorite out of those four would probably Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Uh, Kyle Pitts are real close. I think Chase, Chase is there unless the Bengals get him at five. I think the Bengals get him, um, and I think Pitts goes to Atlanta. At four. I, yep. yep. So Unless Atlanta trades out at four. But when you're sitting there at the sixth spot, you're in a pretty dang good position because sure. that's your, easily your number one need is to find two yep. as many weapons as possible, and you're going to get at least one of the top four guys, which yep. they're all pretty dang close. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, there's going to be some changes in my mock draft next week compared to the, my second one. So. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, very conflicted what I want the Broncos to do at nine. So Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, next. I'll, I'll save my thought next week because yeah, I got sure. quite a few. I'm sure you will. So. Um, let's see. Any college basketball we could talk about? I'm tired of talking about the transfer portal. So yeah, a um, couple guys have entered the NBA draft. Jalen Suggs is one going from Gonzaga to the NBA. Kofi Coburn put his name in. He can still come back. He made it sound like he wasn't going to um, come back. So, so did DJ Liddell, but I can't imagine Liddell stays in. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, this Kofi situation is kind of like Io last year. Um, he's going to go, and then if he doesn't hear, he's going to be all sold in in the NBA. If he doesn't hear what he wants to hear, then maybe he'll come back. Well, Io didn't even go, did he, last year because of everything that happened? Um, he put his name in. Um, they didn't do any of the combine stuff That's until right. like October. Yeah. Um, so he kind of had to make up his mind. Uh, right. So it's a little different this year. But Kofi, ever since he got to campus, it was two and done, two and done, two and done. He can't improve his stock at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's an NBA player, but I think he can make a lot of money somewhere else. Yep. He might. He's so big that and powerful that he can get a. He might be able to make out an NBA career, mm-hmm. but uh, I can't imagine he's back. But we'll see. Um, and then Gonzaga just reloads, picking up Chet Holmgren, um, big seven foot one, skinny. super skinny, skinny um, big guy that can shoot the three ball. He has great handle. He is one of the most unique players I have ever seen come into college basketball. Number one player in the class of uh, 2021. I've, have you watched his highlight tape? I have not. Um, I just happened to watch it a few weeks ago. I've never seen a player like him. Ever, I don't know how it will translate. I'm sure it'll translate pretty dang well because he's, of course, seven foot one, great shooter, good athlete. Uh, but again, he's seven foot one, 180 pounds maybe. Um, hey, he plays in a conference where he'll be able to dominate. Sure, so. and I mean, they team's loaded. The scouts obviously love him anyway. If he's the number one player in yep. the class, uh, and he's probably the number one uh, prospect as far as draft goes for the next year. Um, as well, but yeah, Gonzaga just reloads, lose guys. Drew Timmy's probably coming back. Um, yeah. Yep, we'll have a lot of college basketball talk when we get closer to the season. So, yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like I mean that might be the last college basketball talk we have in a while. Well, not with the portal and right. everything. It's I mean, every week there's I, new things. Iowa to talk lost about. their best shooter, CJ yeah. Frederick. The McCaffreys are upset about it. Yeah, there's more players in the Big Ten every week that are yep. coming in or leaving. So. But while we have a moment, I want to remind everybody that the Tin and J-Man Show is brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like you and me, J-Man. Yes, sir. They're built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. 
Find these products in more details at circle15golf.com. They also have different repair tools, ball markers, hats, a little bit of everything. So go check them out. I don't think you'll be hitting the links tomorrow when it's uh, nope. blizzarding outside. But I got prob- probably this got, weekend. Got thirty six in this past weekend. Yeah. Maybe maybe this upcoming weekend. It, sh- it should be more. nice enough where you could. This episode is yep. also brought to you by the Dan Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, hand breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a hand crafted cocktail, the Dan Landing is the place to be. The Dan Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow. Focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke is here every single weekend. It will feature barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I have not done a book at Prediction of the Week. Um, when the Cubs face Jacob DeGrom, which I'm pretty dang sure they do, Cubs will only have three hits total that entire night. But not surprise me, Jacob DeGrom throws a complete game shutout while striking out at least uh, ten in that one. Uh, book it! J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, Renters, business, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Cubs do face him Thursday. We'll see if you get your bucket right. Sir. Travis can also uh, sell insurance in Ohio, and he has an app. I I don't remember what your bucket was last week. Um, that the Cubs would only win one game. They won two, so they were just good enough, yet also terrible. again. Um... Still a pretty terrible week. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, you ready to get educated Always. about sporting events that have happened on April 19th throughout the history of time? Always am. Hit me with it. On this day in 1897, the first Boston Marathon took place. It was won by John J. McDermott in a time of 2 hours, 55 minutes, and 10 seconds. It's now the world's oldest annual marathon and was inspired by success of the first marathon at the 1896 Summer Olympics. You ever going to run one in your life? Not a marathon. Nope. Nope. I'll stick to trying to do a 5K to pay off my 2019 Purdue-Nevada opening game bet that I lost. I think that bet was they would win at least six games. Oh, you're right. But so that's technically, what I blame that, it on that yes. game, even though they went four and eight. Yes, yeah. you're right. That was. Thank you. See, it's long, so long ago, I couldn't even remember what the bet was. But I'm a man of my word. I'll get the 5K done sometime. So hopefully, sometime this year. I was going to do it last year and couldn't do it. Right. So on this day in 1900, the highest scoring opening game happened when the Phillies beat the Braves 19 to 17 in 10 innings. It's a good game. It's it's dead awesome. ball era, too. A lot of Boston Marathon. Uh, facts here. Um, on this day, 1944, the NFL draft was held. Angelo Bertelli from the University of Notre Dame was the first pick by the Boston Yanks. That's what I was going to guess, too. <laughs> yeah, you were. On this day, 1947, the Stanley Cup Finals were held. The Maple Leafs uh, edged out the Montreal Canadiens 2-1 to for a 4-2 to series win. It was the first All-Canadian Stanley Cup final since 1935. There have been seven All-Canadian Stanley Cup finals since then, the last one being 1989. 
I was going to say. With, with the, uh, I believe it was Canadians over the Flames. I know the Flames were in it. I think the Canadians beat them. I was going to say, it seems like 1947 was the last time a Canadian team had won one. 93 Canadians. <laughs> it's been a while. Yep. We've had a few in it the last few years here and there, but they haven't won it. So That's so strange. It is. It's their uh, country sport, yeah. and they haven't got it done. Um, let's see here. On this day, 1960, baseball uniforms began displaying players' names on their backs. Hmm. Not every team does it. The Yankees still don't. They're the only ones? I think there's a few more. But I don't, I don't recall off the top of my head. I remember Cubs kind of experimented with it in 2005, and it did not go well. I know a lot of alternates don't have mm-hmm. names on the backs, but I don't know who else. I feel like there's a few others, but I could be wrong. They might be the only ones. Um, on the day 1987, the Los Angeles Clippers ended their season with a terrible record <laughs> Of 12 and 70. Oh. Why isn't that talked about more? <laughs> That's bad, man. That's real bad. 12 and 70. Man. I wonder who they took in the 88 drift. 87 drift. I will go look it up. <clears throat> On the day 1991, Evander Holyfield beat George Foreman in 12 rounds for to win the heavyweight boxing title. Two guys you've heard of. Yep. On the day 1996, the Texas Rangers scored 16 runs in the eighth inning versus the Baltimore Orioles. So, in 87, I assume they were doing the draft lottery then. Or maybe they weren't. Maybe it was the 88 draft. Because the Clippers got the number one pick in the 88 draft and took Danny Manning. Okay. Um, If they were doing the lottery and it was the 87 draft, um, they had real bad odds because they picked fourth. And took Reggie Williams out of Georgetown. David Robinson went number one that year. Um, Who went in the year Danny Manning went? Who was behind him? Behind him was Rick Smits. I uh, was right behind him. Mitch Richmond, Hers- Hersey Hawkins, Rex Chapman. He's more of a Twitter superstar yeah. now. Um, anyone else that was any good? Dan Marley. Mm, not the greatest draft. Rod Strickland. Yeah, not a great uh, draft. Uh, Jerome Lane. On this day in 1997, the NFL draft was held. Who was the number one overall pick? What year was that? 97. Number one overall pick in 97 was... I don't know. Not even a guess? Nope. Orlando Pace. Wouldn't have guessed him. Tackle out of the Ohio State University. The Rams. To the St. Louis Rams. And that's going to do it for the Honest Day segment. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving them a call today at 574-210-3815. You have a word association for me uh, I do. this week? I do. Since we're talking a lot about the NFL draft, and next week you have to give the word association to me, mm-hmm. I wanted to give you an word association related to the NFL draft. Okay. All Miami Dolphin first-round picks dating back a little while. All right. Starting with last year, they had three of them. Yeah. So, Tua. Oh, man. Injured. Fair enough. Austin Jackson. 
young. He was only like 20 when they drafted him. Tackle USC. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Benogbany. Thank you. He was awful. I burnt. <laughs> burnt. That's his nickname. 2019, Christian Wilkins. Uh, funny. His, his, when he's mic'd up, it's so funny. The way he talks trash, it's hilarious. 2018, Mika Fitzpatrick. Um, whiny. He whined and whined and whined about not ha- playing safety, and they tried him at cornerback. Then he played safety. He wouldn't shut up about it, and he got his wish and got traded. And he's pretty good for the Steelers. Pretty dang good for the Steelers. 2017, Charles Harris. Bust. Dude was awful. <laughs> I never heard of him. Miserable. The first show we ever did on the NFL draft, and we did all 32 picks, Dolphins took him 25th. He was hurt. That was the Garrett Bowles. Yeah, that was our first. We streamed um, the whole the whole thing. And Bowles kind of turned his career around. Charles, Last year, he sure did. Charles Harris has not. 2016, I remember watching this at your place. Uh, Laramie Tunzel. Um, gas mask. I thought you were going to go with that mm. or it's just thank you because he turned into a ton Four of picks. Four first-round picks, three yep. first-round picks. 2015, Devontae Parker. Uh, injured all the time, so it's kind of the same as Tua. He just he can't stay healthy, and the year he does stay healthy, he was great, which yep. was 2019. I remember how excited you were when they took I him in that draft. I was pumped. They needed a receiver, and they got him. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. 2014, Juwan James. Oh, boy. Um... I got some words. <laughs> Reach. They could have gotten him in the mid-second round, and they took him, I think, 18th overall. Something like that. I was going to say soft, overpaid. He's, he's hurt all the time, too. They're all hurt. He's played one and a half games. Two, well, he took last year off because of COVID, but he's played one and a half games for the Broncos yeah. when they paid him to be the highest right tackle at the time in football. Not good. 2013, Deion Jordan. Bust. I knew and that he's was coming. for a bunch of them. Um Jeff Ireland traded up from the 12th spot to the third. Only gave up a second-round pick for him, and we're thinking, man, that's a pretty dang good trade that Ireland pulled off. That dude couldn't stay off drugs. He couldn't He couldn't do – he just wasn't healthy. He didn't perform. He's somehow sticking around the NFL, though, for teams. Seattle. 2012, Ryan Tannehill. Um, resurrection. Definitely. Um, get him away from Joe Philbin and Adam Gase and see what happens. It's kind of what the Panthers are hoping for with the same darn Took it right out of my mouth. Yep. Uh, from Adam Gase and see what happens. 2011, Mike Pouncey. Um, pro bowler. Solid pro bowler. Not as good as his brother Marquise. He just retired, too. Uh, Mike did, I believe. I think as, they both did. As well as Marquise, yeah. Um, Really, I mean, he was a really good player. He couldn't stay healthy either. None of them could stay healthy. Tell ten, Jared Odrick. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. He'd do the Pee Wee Herman dance after every single sack. <laughs> didn't think that was uh, – I didn't know that. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Tell not nine, Vontae Davis. Grandma. Knew that was coming. Couldn't gotta, put money on that one. Got to call Grandma. Good old hard knock shout out there. 2008, number one overall pick, Jake Long. Oh, man, what could have been? He was good when he's healthy. He, he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory, and then he got hurt and never really bounced back. I mean, he, he would be a Hall of Famer if he would have not gotten hurt. Sad. couple more here, 2007, Ted Ginn Jr. Family. Um, <laughs> when, uh, the, say fast. when the Dolphins drafted him, um, I can't remember. Oh, it was Cam Cameron who said. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, he he was talking about Ted Ginn, and you know 
sometimes college coaches do this on like signing day, talk about a guy's family, how good. You don't see that when an NFL team's drafted. We draft him because he has a great family. All of this just made no sense. Fast. He's still around. 15 years well, later. Well, I can think when you say NFL and family was when that one person asked uh, Justin Blackman about his mom. Um, not Justin. Um, Wasn't Justin. No. Oh, was it? I thought it was Blackman, yeah. Oh, uh, it was Des Bryant is mm. who Jeff, yeah. Ir- Jeff Ireland yeah. asked. Uh, yep. Some, Oklahoma State. Some racy question Oklahoma about his State. mother. Yeah, I get those two confused a lot, even though Des was way better. <laughs> Two thousand six, Jason Allen. Oh man, that guy was awful. <laughs> uh, was he even their first round pick? I think he was. A, yeah, I think yeah, he was I, their I first. Their first yeah, round picks. He was their first round pick. I couldn't remember if that was the year they picked, like in the third round for the first. He was bad. They took him because he was in. I think he. I think he was out of Tennessee. But Nick Saban like recruited him to LSU, and he really liked him. And they played against him, obviously, at Tennessee. And he just he was bad. And last on the list, two thousand five, Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown could have had Aaron Rodgers. I just remember you wearing your Ronnie Brown jersey till the letters are falling off. Yeah, I don't think it fit anymore. That was middle school. I remember weird story. Um, so I'm like legally blind, essentially. I can't see. If I don't have my contacts in or anything, the only thing I remember from the Ronnie Brown draft was that day was the first day I was getting contacts, and I could not fit the contact in my eye because after you get contacts, it like creates like ridges where they just like pop in real easily. That was the first day, and I was in the eye doctor for two and a half hour hours. We got there at nine. I'm like, all right, I'll be, I'll be back by noon to watch the NFL draft. We, I, we were there till almost one, and I missed the Ronnie Brown pick. That's the only thing I remember about uh, the Ronnie Brown pick. He wasn't bad. He couldn't stay healthy either, but could have had Aaron Rodgers. We'll have to revisit this someday when we know who the Dolphins take in the 2021 draft. Who are you going to disappoint me with this year? <laughs> <laughs> and the Word Association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrea Key are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call him today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. Do you, uh, I really like the new NFL draft format, but sometimes, you know, I miss where rounds one through four were started at noon on a Saturday, then rounds five through seven were on Sunday. Kind of missed Just those didn't days. move from the couch all yeah, weekend. Didn't move from the couch. It was great. Um, I do like the first round Thursday, then you have second and third round. On I Friday. like how the draft moves around in Cleveland mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Got to be limited fans, so it'll be nice to actually have an in person draft. There are some teams doing it virtually. I see the uh, Rams. Doing it from like a mansion, aren't Yeah, they? a mansion down in. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly where they are, but some tropical place. Mm, love tropical yeah, places. Yeah, looks really cool. Yeah, last year it kind of went on without a hitch. It actually yeah. went pretty dang good. It did. It went a lot better than expected. Today is the one-year anniversary of um, of uh, the Last Dance episode one. Yes, and two. one and two, yep. Hard to believe it's already been a year. That really filled some time for us. It did. When uh, we needed stuff to talk about. Last year this time we were really scraping at the barrel, but we never, we never stopped. I mean, that's why it's our 231 first episode. This is 231 straight weeks. Yeah. We have produced an episode. Yeah. I mean, I've been gone a few times. You've been gone twice, I think. 
Um, but we've been pretty consistent with it. And really, at least since we've been on the IC Sports Network, we haven't had to record it on a different day than Monday no. through the week. I'm sure yeah. eventually we'll run into something, but sure. so far we haven't. Um, yeah, so far so good. You got some... Uh, I have a few trivia questions trivia over questions. here. Uh, explain uh, what you got there, this little so game here. My he plans ahead just in case we ran into an event like this. Incredibly awesome girlfriend got me this for Christmas. I hope she's watching. Shout out to her. Um, got me this for Christmas, and it's Chicago against the world. So it's a bunch of Chicago trivia questions. Then you flip the cards over, and it's uh, just like throughout the world, those kind of trivia Non-Chicago questions. Non-Chicago trivia. Non-Chicago trivia. There you go. Um, so I have a few here. I'm going to go. I didn't look at these beforehand, so I might just pass Ooh. on a few. Um, Probably won't be so good about Chicago, but I'll give it a try. From 1986 to 2016, six pitchers tossed no hitters for either the Cubs or White Sox. No hitters slash perfect games for the Cubs or White Sox. And name those six. Arietta. Jake Arietta. You won't get three of the these. The sad thing is I can I, I can picture I two get, White Sox in my head and I forget their names. I wouldn't get at least two of them. I cannot. Mark Burley's one you should oh, get. Uh, Carlos Sambrano. Mm, see, um, I wouldn't have thought of him. Philip Umber's the one that threw That's the That's the one game. I could picture in my head, and I couldn't think of his name. Then we had Wilson Alvarez and Joe Cowley. Nope. I, I don't know them either. Wow. Um, I don't like that one, so I'm going to. Plus, we've already done that one. Not oh. not on the show. but Um. I've already done that one, too. Not on the show. Do you not reshuffle the deck? No. <laughs> um, from 1989 to 2001, two-sport star Deion Sanders played for nine professional teams in Major League Baseball and the NFL. Name those nine. I think I can do this. Reds? Yes. Braves? Yes. Yankees? Yes. I'm going to go NFL because I know those. Um, wait, Blue Jays? Nope. You've, you've actually hit all Although, of baseball. You, okay. Football, you had the Cowboys. Yep. Ravens. Yep. Redskins. Yep. Niners. Yep. Falcons. Yep. Oh, you have not hit baseball. Sorry. So I have one more baseball. There's though. one more baseball, and that's it. I did not know he played for this Major League Baseball team. Oh, I forget. The Braves, Reds, Yankees. Thought he was a Blue Jay, but he's not. I, did, I had no clue he played for this team. It might have just he might have just had like a one off. Yeah. Pittsburgh? No. Uh, San Diego? Nope. I don't know. San Francisco Giants? Mm, I don't know. It must have been when he was on the Niners. Played fifty-two games in nineteen ninety-five. I could do that. It's pretty good though. I thought he was a Blue Jay for some reason. Um. Let me give you one. Yeah. You know how good I am at birdie bogey. This will go swimmingly. Through 2019-2020, uh, seven players have scored 9,000 or more points for the Bulls. How many? Seven. Michael Jordan. Yep. It's an obvious one. Um, Scotty? Yep. 9,000 points. You got five more. <laughs> Johnny Red Kerr? No. No, I'm not on there. Um, this, but that, did Derek Rose get there? Nope. I didn't think so. Kirk Heinrich? Nope. Man, I suck. 
There's names on there. I'm sure I'm going to like punch oh, myself. Eh, there's probably one. Just one. I'm going to be mad two. at myself. Um, man, I don't know. Luol Deng. Oh, I should have got that. Artist one. Gilmore. Nope. Bob Love. No. Jerry Sloan. Nah. Chet Walker. Oh, come on. Give me the hardest ones in the deck. Ooh, this is a good one. In Super Bowl games played from 1991 to 2020, there was 12 non-quarterbacks who were named MVPs. Um, Dion Branch. Yes. Uh, 12. Ray Lewis. Yes. From 91 to. Um, you had that defensive back for Tampa Bay. Uh, Dexter Jackson. Dexter Jackson. I thought it was Jackson. Um, Julian Edelman. Yep. How many more? I got eight. <laughs> uh, who won? Some of these are going to kick yourself. Super Bowl. Some of these, not so much. Um, I'm trying to think who played in Super Bowls. Let's see. I give up. Otis Anderson. Ah, Larry Brown. Nope. Terrell Davis. Eh, Centennial Holmes. Yeah, I should have got that. Desmond Howard. Eh, I should have got the Packers. Von Miller. Would not have guessed that one. Malcolm Smith. I I thought a defensive player won for Seattle. I couldn't remember who. Heinz Ward. Eh. I probably should have gotten some. One more. Yep. I'm trying to find a Cub one. A lot of bears and bulls on here. Thanks. Blackhawks, White Sox, bulls. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, my gosh. This is embarrassing. <laughs> How's it embarrassing? They're all random. I think you took the Cub ones out. I might have. Just give me a random one. All right, here's a random one. Through 2009, 10 Chicago Bears have thrown for 300 yards in a game at least three times. <laughs> Cutler. Yes. Uh, Jim Miller. Yes. Um, Good pull. Rex Grossman. No. Uh, Kyle Orton. No. Um, Mitch Trubisky. Yes. Uh, Jim McMahon. Ma'am. Man. No. Um, I don't know. Matt Barkley. How would I? three? He did three times? George Blanda. Vince Evans. Brian Hoyer. Oh, Eric Kramer. Hoyer had a really good. Josh McCown and Billy Wade. I hate you. One more? No, we have two minutes oh, left. Two minutes. Um, it's kind of fun. Birdie Bogey. Clayton Kershaw threw six scoreless innings for the 72nd time in his career, which is the fourth most by any pitcher over the last 40 seasons behind who? Nolan Ryan. No. He's not even in the top four. That was my guess. Um, Roger Clemens. As I smacked my head against my microphone there. Roger Clemens had 100 of them. Greg Maddox, 92. Randy Johnson, 82. Yeah, I probably should have put more thought in that. It's all right. Takes it back to even, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I'm creeping. I still got three-stroke lead. Not only a few weeks left there. No, more than a few. We got quite a quite a bit left. So This will be a J-Man Book of Prediction of the Year. I will come back and beat Tanner. False. 
Wrap us up there for episode 231, J-Man. Thanks for watching the Tain and J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Network. Get your shovels out. Get your snowblowers out. It's going to snow on April 20th. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll be back at it next Monday.